Welcome to Manufacturing Talk Radio, your source for breaking news, business trends, and economic forecasts here and abroad that impact one-third of America's economy. And now your hosts, Lou Weiss and Tim Grady. And thank you for joining us on Manufacturing Talk Radio. I'm going to be speaking with Jason Moss in a minute. Right now, I'm uh, going to introduce our co-host, Lou Weiss, who is president of All Metals and Forge Group, the sponsor for Manufacturing Talk Radio. And uh, Lou, I just want to have you uh, share your thoughts on how things are going with uh, the metals industry at the moment. Well, it seems as though that um, they're telling some truths out there that uh, business uh, activity has picked up. I don't necessarily know, uh, in spite of some of the major economic reports that came out at the beginning of the month, that everything's beginning to look uh, rosy. Uh, Well, rosy hasn't stopped by here for a while. So uh, (laughs) we'll just have to play it back. And generally, the metals industry is usually a, uh, an indicator of what's to come. Uh, and uh, like in uh, a machine tooling, uh, machine tooling is about five, six months out. So if they're doing good, uh, we're going to be doing great in six months. Uh, the problem with their report, of course, is that it comes out two months after the fact. Uh, so right. I thought that they might get a couple of calculators instead of using fingers and toes. Uh, <laughs> that being said, uh, I'm, uh, I had an enjoyable uh, conversation with uh, Jason a couple of weeks ago, and um, we're looking to do that all over again, aren't we? Oh, yeah. yeah, so let, let me introduce Jason Moss, who is CEO of the Georgia Manufacturing Alliance, Jason, how is manufacturing business in Georgia these days? You know, manufacturing business in Georgia is, uh, it's different. I will, I will give it that. Um, depending on what part of the industry you're in, you, you know, we've all been impacted with, with the coronavirus. I, I know I'm, I'm almost tired of talking about COVID-19, but you yeah. haven't got a way around that yet, you know, but, uh, um, but it's you know all in all it's it's great it's solid I mean you know we've got automotive back up and running which is a is a big portion of our manufacturing here in the state and uh, food and beverages is, is going great you know we we happen to have Clorox down here which is you know those guys they they found a little something to do over the past few months um, so yeah. you know uh, you know between bounty paper towels and Charmin toilet paper and Clorox you know there's there's parts of the industry that are just booming you know so well, you've got so a clean state. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. We cleaned yeah. it right up all over the southeast. I, yeah, I couldn't help myself with that one. Sorry. That's a good one. That's a good one. So, um, but, yeah, uh, across the board, we actually, I'm, I'm pleased to announce that um, Site Selection Magazine identified Georgia for the seventh state, um, seventh year in a row is the uh, number one state in which to do business. And, and a good portion of that has been come from the manufacturing sector. So we're uh, we continue to do well in the in the manufacturing space, and between you know all the things that we've got going for us, um, uh, our natural resources, our, our political environment, our uh, education space, all working together to support manufacturing. It's a it's it's as good as it can be in Georgia. I'll tell you that. 
Uh, Jason, let me ask you uh, one: How many uh, manufacturing companies do you have in Georgia in total? Do you know that number? Yeah, that's a great question. You know, uh, um, I get that get that quite often when I when I go out and speak. Um, I'll ask a room full of people, "How many manufacturers do you think we have?" I went to a, a college recently and went. Uh, spoke to a graduate class that was about to get out into the workforce and asked them that same question. And one brave soul raised his hand and said, I think we probably got at least, you know, maybe 100. <laughs> and another one, you know, uh, I kept trying to bid it up. And I was like, do you really think we got 100? I think we might have a little bit more. Who else, you know? And so I was I was playing with them. And the most, um, uh, the one that went the furthest out on the line thought that we might have a little over 300. The reality is, is we have over 10,000 manufacturing facilities in the state of Georgia that employ about 440,000 people every day. And that accounts for about 10% of Georgia's economy. So we've got, we've got a boom in the manufacturing sector. That, does that include up and downstream? Because yeah. manufacturing has such a major effect on other industries. Mm-hmm. Uh, from packaging to shipping to the customer. Correct. Uh, that's yeah, that's, that's primarily in the manufacturing. You know, that's that's the manufacturer yeah. producing uh, facilities in the in the state. So, um, you know, and, and, uh, and like, supply chain is a big deal that attaches to all of that. That's that's even a, a much larger number. New Jersey has uh, eleven thousand, mm-hmm. and uh, and we're known as a. Un- from unfriendly to manufacturer state reputation. <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, we yeah. just we just chase manufacturing from here. Major corporations over the last five years have left the state. Really, really. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, what's his name? Uh, Mercedes Benz had their mm-hmm. headquarters here. They moved yep. it. Yeah, and we I welcomed think, them to Atlanta. <laughs> yeah. Yes, that's, that's, that's right. the game they play. They offered a better deal. Yeah. yeah. So Mercedes gone. Uh, there, there was a couple of others, big, big, big employers. Yeah. Uh, so thank you for that, Jason. Yeah. And, and that's <laughs> one of the things. And we talked a little bit about that before the before the call started. Is 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 how the pieces fit together in in in, in the ecosystem uh, in Georgia around manufacturing. You know, we do have a. You know, we've got Georgia Tech, which has got a uh, advanced manufacturing program, one of the one of the best in the country. So Georgia Tech um, is is a big driver for attracting talent to Georgia, and we want to keep them here as, as best we can. We can't keep them all, but we try to keep as many as we can. And and so the educational system, K through 12, is doing some fantastic things about getting shop class back in the high schools and um, the business nice. community and that relationship between. Uh, academia and the business community, uh, we've seen that grow over the past five years, uh, and 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 we're seeing apprenticeships programs, you know, kicking off. We we just kicked off a, about three years ago a, a, a German American style apprenticeship program in in the Noonan, that Southwest Georgia area, that was adopted by several major companies, and so we're seeing. Students come through these apprenticeship programs and really adding value in the space. So, so between and that that the only way that that was able to happen was the board of education and even through the um, uh, the political arena 
they had to get things approved to be able to allow students to, to get credit. So some of these students, as they're going through, they start in ninth grade, and by the time they, they, they hit 12th grade, they've earned a wage through several years of, um, you know, they part, part of the day at work, I mean, part of the day in school, and part of the day on job training. And when they get through, they not only have a high school diploma, but they also have an associate's degree when they graduate with a German uh, a German American apprenticeship certificate as well. And so, you know, all the all the bits and pieces are really working to to, to continue to attract and and draw the right kinds of manufacturing here to Georgia. Now, so we've got the political arena, um, and we've got the academia and the business community all working together. We do have, you know, the, the MEP, Manufacturing Extension Programs, which is a state, a public-private state partnership that is pretty active in Georgia, and they help companies develop and, and, and grow technologies and that sort of thing. Um, and we've got a thing, um, um, the so on, on that side of the house, making those connections. We are kind of unique. The Georgia Manufacturing Alliance is kind of unique in that we're a for-profit Industry Association. About 95% of the associations, uh, professional associations you see out there are not for profit. Or 501s, C6s, or C3s, and they're either you know political in nature and they lobby for the industry, and or they have certification programs to keep the industry professionals qualified and, and current on you know education. Uh, we don't do either of those. We're we're a again. We're an independent organization. We have one one penny of tax dollars in what we do, but we're fully supported and funded through our memberships and sponsorships. And um, and and what we do is we help build and grow the community, and it helps make those connections. And our focus is to support and grow Georgia's manufacturing community, and that's what we do. And typically, we do that through plant tours. And networking events and educational sessions, and for the and, and, and we average about we we typically have about 3,500 people a year attend events that we host, and last year we hosted a 120 events around the state, and that's you know that's a pretty aggressive schedule, and and we get to you know we get to tour places like we've done Gulfstream and Kia and Caterpillar and Bluebird Bus and um, uh, King's Hawaiian Rolls you know the little dinner rolls. And you might look at it and say, "Well, well, heck, man, what does a what does a dinner roll have to do with a sixty-five million dollar you know aircraft?" Well, it's all manufacturing, right? It's turning taking a raw good, converting it to a finished product, using a machine. That's what manufacturing is, right? And so we we help industry professionals have the opportunity to see world class manufacturing in action and learn from each other. At the same time, they're able to build their peer group and meet other folks in, ma in different parts of manufacturing so that they have uh, kind of a sounding board, and they, they're, they're able to connect in a different way um, and, and, and build relationships outside of even work. So, you know, we're, you know I'm, some people ask what I do. I tell them I'm a professional coffee drinker. I just go around and <laughs> make introductions <laughs> and have coffee with folks. Hey, but, uh, let me ask you a question, Jason. Uh, uh, the uh, the part of the program that you do uh, are, is that also looking to solicit manufacturing companies? Is that you the know, primary uh, role? That is a great question. Uh, you know, we've got uh, 
the state of Georgia has a, a very aggressive economic development department, and that's yeah. really their mandate. That's what they go out and do, right? So uh-huh. where we fit in, and, and we work pretty well with economic development. We, like, we love those folks over there. Um, you know, and MEP does you know, kind of some development, technology development, and, and helps companies, you know, figure out manufacturing challenges. We fit in a, in a different bucket in that we support the folks that are here, but, but also we, we provide as a liaison to introduce new businesses when they come to, come to Georgia. And if they're looking for, you know, a, a, a metal fabricator or they're looking for suppliers, they're looking for any kind of support companies, we're able to direct them to companies that understand the manufacturing community. Um, so we're basically their, their Rolodex or their Yellow Pages when new companies come here. And so it's a win-win. But we don't, we don't go out and actively solicit to bring new business to Georgia. But, and, and, when people, and we get those calls quite often. And when we do, we uh, pitch sure. over the fence to economic development. And then kind of economic development, when folks come on board, they kind of introduce them to us. So it's a win-win. You know, that's, that's kind of how we, how we fit in the, in the, in the, in the so chain. Let me, so let me ask you a question about COVID. Uh, how is that uh, interacting in all the activities that you're involved in? You do plant tours, 120 events, there's 3,500 people there. Uh, there's got to be a, a drop, and what are you doing in lieu of that drop? Yeah, a, a, a drop is a nice way to say that. <laughs> it's been, we came to a screeching halt in February. Um, you know, and, and, and because we had so much momentum and so many you know, people in our community, uh, we've got about 350 companies that are members of GMA. And, and of those 350 companies, we had a, you know, we had, we, we usually book out about a quarter ahead. So we had tons of things scheduled for March, April, and May. Um, at the end of February, everything dried up, and we started canceling. We canceled everything. We actually were, were planning to have our conference tomorrow. September the 15th was our, was our uh, scheduled date for the Georgia Manufacturing Summit. And we, had, uh, we were expecting over 1,000 people to attend that. So not only did we cancel our monthly events, but we also cancel our annual conference due to COVID. And we've been, when, when we started dropping uh, plant tours and, and the ability to see, in, you know, when the lockdowns and that sort of thing started happening, most manufacturers stayed active in their business. I mean, they, can, they classified themselves like many businesses as essential. Um, and, and some of them actually were, and some of them, you know, if they had business to do and they wanted to work, that's kind of how that worked. They didn't come close any factories in Georgia. But, um, uh, but when they stopped allowing guests to come in, we flipped over and started doing conference calls and doing Zoom calls, and we were doing two-a-days for the first three weeks. And then for the next three months, we were doing daily conference calls on a variety of different topics. So one day we would talk about, PPE, and the next day we would talk about PPP. You know, I mean, it was, you know, whatever was coming down the pipe, whatever our membership, our, our members were asking for, we, we, we aggressively uh, coordinated conversations, and we brought in great speakers, you know, uh, industry experts, 
in those areas to talk about some of the challenges that our manufacturers were facing, you know, from safety to, you know, to finance to um, supply chain, which was a big, you know, big piece of it. Uh, a lot of yeah. a lot of the companies that we work with converted their production from whatever it was that they were making to, you know, to create PPE because our frontline workers needed it. You know, I've got we, I, we actually were written up in the Georgia Trend magazine for one of the one of the uh, better known connections that we made. There's a company called JNS Chemical that was. Um, served the automotive space, and, and they had big chemical reactors and all sorts of stuff, and they knew that they could transition over to to manufacturing hand sanitizer with not much challenge, but the smallest container they had was 55-gallon drums, so they needed somebody to, <laughs> you know, to be able to, to bottle that and, you know, and do the distribution, and I connected them with a company, an organization called Bobby Dodd Institute, which helps uh, disabled adults in the area find gainful employment, and it was a beautiful match because we were able to keep people um, all the way through uh, the supply chain connected. So Bobby Dodd, you know, kept some of their uh, kept a lot of their employees that they would have sent home working, and JNS Chemical was able to convert their production into something different. So it was a it was a win, and that came as a direct result of one of the conference calls that we had, and it was it was a retooling task force call that we were doing on a weekly basis. And those we made those connections, and we made tons of other ones like that one. But that one just happened to get a little ink. So. Well, it takes a lot of thinking out of the box, and you certainly sounded as though that's what you were doing. Uh, I, I do remember from one of our conversations that of the 330 or 350 members you have, that uh, is approximately 100, 110,000 employees. Is that correct. correct? Yep. Yep. So, are the employee segment of these companies at all involved with Georgia um, uh, manufacturing? Yeah, I mean, yeah they, they are. At different levels, we have different levels of participation with any, you know, with any association. Some companies will, you know, have 50 of their employees and some will have, you know, a small organization can have everybody. We try to provide education for each department. Whether, you know, we right. do trainings on HR and we'll do lean and we'll do safety and we'll do trainings on you know, a variety of different things to make sure that we serve the entire manufacturing organization and provide them resources and, and tools that allow them to be more successful. Well, that's really great. I mean, it's totally encompassing the, the company and the employees as well and keeping them abreast uh, of uh, what's going on, which is important. It's no longer a... Uh, uh, the crib to uh, crypt to crypt, crib to crypt uh, life in uh, the professional world today. You need to constantly be changing and evolving and learning. And it's good to it's good that you're including all those employees. Yeah, yeah. Well, Jason, I'm curious. Hmm? Go ahead. Jason, I'm curious because Lou and I interviewed a company. Oh gosh, so it's got to be. Two and a half years ago, it was Steel S T I H L up in I believe Vermont, okay. and they were putting together a program to help high school kids develop their skill set in manufacturing and also work with other manufacturers. In all of that time since then, you're the first organization we've run across that actually talked about that German model of splitting the high school students' time 
between manufacturing and education and ending up with an associate. That's that's fascinating. How did it come about? Yeah, the 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 again the business community and academia were working together trying to figure out how they could find more uh, qualified applicants to come in and. And, and, and fill some of the roles. You know, maintenance technicians in, in the manufacturing space are, are hard to find. You know, I mean, people that are good with their hands and really can think through and, and break things down. And um, uh, there were, I think, tw- 12 or 13 companies over in the Noonan, West Georgia area that got together and they put this program together. And you can Google it. You do the uh, German American Apprenticeship Program for Georgia, and there's there's tons of information on it. And and they they had to get special approval through the Board of Education to approve the curriculum to allow the students to be able to be dual certified through the process. So there were a lot of pieces at play, and you know, and and and, and we our goal is to promote and showcase the best of the best throughout the state because we're all we're all pulling on the same rope. We're just pulling on different strings. Right, we're all trying to help grow the manufacturing community in Georgia, and and help it be more successful. And different communities are tr- uh, tr- trying different approaches. And my goal is to help showcase what's working in different parts of the state to allow other people to see the successes and failures, what's working, what's not, and and and, and again to share best practices across the state. And and we've been able to do that. And you know the. Um, I mean, Georgia's got a lot to be proud of, and, and, and the teams of people that, you know, kind of put ego aside and, and, and committed to doing what's good for the state long term, because we've got to get more qualified people into the manufacturing. I mean, I always say we've got to make manufacturing sexy. We've got to get it, you know, get people all excited about being able to come into our industry. And I believe right now we've got a, a, a great opportunity to get quality employees into the manufacturing community as you know as the as the entertainment industry has has, has taken a hit as you know the hotel and lodging industries um, you know retail a lot of that's not coming back and those employees need to go somewhere and I think we need to roll out the red carpet and attract as many folks into manufacturing as we can while they're available I mean we need to make sure that gas is going to get filled by somebody, and I want to get as many over here on our side as we can. <laughs> <laughs> there are there are groups around, and I'm sure you know of some of them. Uh, DECA, I believe, is one. Oh yeah. Uh, do you know them? Oh yeah. Yep. Yep. For sure. Yeah. Do you know Do you know VEI? I'm not familiar with VEI. No. Uh, VEI, I'll, I'll give it to you in about uh, sixty seconds. Uh, Virtual Enterprise International. They okay. teach. They give a course that they sell to schools, high schools. Okay. And the course is the last. I don't remember if it's the last one year or the last two years where they teach a course on entrepreneurship. Okay. And how to run a business and so on and so forth. And uh, it's really a neat program. Uh, you you get a special uh, degree in it, but they teach you everything from accounting, you know, not necessarily manufacturing, but the entrepreneurial spirit. And uh, they have them create a business plan, and that's the project that they work on for, I don't know, either a year or two years, to build a company so that when they walk out, they, the 
they got a company. They could just walk in and start doing what they're doing, or not, or go on to college. But it's an interesting program, BEI. I'll check that out for sure. Well, I tell you, one, yeah. of the, one of the fun things that I've been able to do during this this crazy time is, you know, when we didn't, when we had to cancel the summit, that gave me a little bit of, um, allowed me to reallocate some of the time that I had, you know, dedicated to that. And and I've been working on this book for the past year and a half, and 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 we've been able to finish it. I've actually tossed it over the fence, and they're doing a layout on it as we speak. So that'll be rolling out within the next probably month, month and a half. It'll be available on book sales. And it's um, Manufacturing Success in Georgia. And it's an illustrated history of Georgia's manufacturing all the way back from Eli Whitney and the cotton gin. Does it have anything to do with the 2020 election? Absolutely has nothing to do. We don't do politics (laughs) at any level, but thank you for asking. document all the way, like I said, all the way back from, from, from the cotton gin to the latest and greatest Gulfstream 750 and, and all the bits and pieces in between from the Coca-Cola to some of the things that you, you'll be surprised by. I mean, it's really, it has been, um, it has been fascinating to be able to dig into the history and understand how the pieces fit together. And it's a coffee table, hardcover coffee table book, highly illustrated, you know, color, pretty colorful and, um, and, and it'll be available on the shelf soon. So, but if you can, if you want to go take a look at it, and you can, of course, you can do pre-orders. You can go to uh, manufacturingsuccessingeorgia.com, and that's the website that, that that gives you all the details on the book. And uh, we're really really proud of what we've been able to put together on it. And if anybody, if you love manufacturing, you know, want to learn about it, um, you can you can learn about it Georgia style by by picking up a copy of that. And and the other piece oh, that we've I, been doing, like you guys, I've been fascinated. I've, I've I've been able to pick both of y'all's brains a little bit about about this podcast world. We launched uh, just a few few months ago, Manufacturing News Network, and and we're nowhere near where you guys are at. You know, I mean, I'm, I'm in awe of what you guys have accomplished over the years, and 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 have been listening to you for some time. And um, you know, we're doing a little piece of that kind of thing. So we're just getting started on that. But but we've been we've been following you real close and taking notes. Jason, why don't we have a conversation about that yeah. offline at some point? Yeah, I'd love to, love right. to chat with you a little bit more about that. I mean, I, like I said, I know you guys have done some done some amazing work in this space and and, and been able to keep people up to date. And you know, I, I can all I can do is applaud and you know and, and appreciate and you know kind of take some notes. So, <laughs> but, well, Jason, yeah. one of the things. I would like to do with you is get these website addresses for the uh, Georgia apprenticeship program for the coffee table book. We want to put those under our player on our website. Okay, sure. Um, We are also open to, if you've got a white paper you would like to position there, we'd be happy to have it. Um, And we're open to have an article from you about Georgia manufacturing in our monthly Manufacturing Outlook Easy. Okay. So I'll shoot you an email just with some bullet points, and maybe we can fill in some additional information. We'd love to do that, guys. I really do uh, appreciate the invitation to be part of this, and you know, like I said, I know it's got, well, it's got a pretty significant reach, and, and thanks for the opportunity. We're going to take your compliments, put them in quotes, and uh, wrap it around the <laughs> testimony. 
I love it. I love it. You got it, baby. Anything you need. <laughs> all right. All right. This has been great. By the way, I love your accent. Love all your right. accent. <laughs> Thanks a bunch, guys. Thank all right, you buddy. very much, Jason. We'll talk to you soon. All right. You guys have a great day. Thanks. You, you as well. You too. All right, thanks. Bye-bye. And we've been speaking with Jason Moss, who is the fired-up CEO of the Georgia Manufacturing Alliance. Great conversation. And we encourage people to go to georgiamanufacturing.com if you'd like to know about more about the Georgia Manufacturing Alliance. And we'll also post some links to the material that Jason referred to on our website, Manufacturing. Our MTR, sorry, we'll also post some information on mfgtalkradio.com, which is our main website for manufacturing talk radio, or you can go to jacketmediaco.com and listen to any of our podcasts, which include the WAM podcast, which is Women in Manufacturing, uh, this podcast, MFG Talk Radio, Hazard Girls, which talks about... Um, women in unusual roles in industry, full-time with Amy Nicholas about that work-life balance you all hear about, Manufacturing Matters with Cliff Waldman, Where's Willie, who travels the country on the road again looking for conversations with manufacturers on the factory floor. And, Lou, before we wrap up, back to you. Yeah, I'd like to just make a, a mention uh, again about uh, georgiamanufacturing.com. Um, I, I would think, you know, somebody out there might say, well, what do I, what do I care about uh, Georgia? Uh, I, I think that uh, this uh, program that uh, they've been doing, the Georgia Alliance, um, is a good model for anybody. This is how we did it. They got a success story. They got it going. Uh, they've got some good things uh, going in their favor, like weather and so on and so forth, uh, to convince, uh, to get people to come to Georgia manufacturing. But I think it's, a, it's whether it's Georgia or uh, Washington or Virginia, if you've got a success story, get the success story out so everyone can benefit. There are still manufacturing that is suffering out there today. That's that's my two cents. Well, I agree with you, Lou. It's always uh, the case where the manufacturers are so busy doing their manufacturing that they don't tell their story. And that, by the way, is what Manufacturing Talk Radio is all about. We are an open forum for manufacturers to come to us to tell their story. So we appreciate all of you listening to this episode of Manufacturing Talk Radio, and we'll see you again real soon. Thanks for listening. Thanks for joining us on Manufacturing Talk Radio. You can hear our next broadcast each Tuesday at 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time at mfgtalkradio.com. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.